Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm so glad that you joined me again this Sunday. So I say to you, happy Sunday, and God bless you. And I have a special guest with me today, a new friend. This is Dr. Becky Slaba. She has created Inner Treasure Ministries. It's a pastoral counseling ministry that really works with the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. It just brings really people to wholeness. And so she is also a a best-selling author. She radio co-hosts a show out there in Colorado that I'm looking forward to being on. So that's very exciting. And she is a clinical pastoral counselor, life coach, and an ordained minister. So she she is like a treasure hunter. She kind of, you know, describes herself that way because she really explores the gifts and talents that God has given you and, and what he's placed within you so that you can have a greater awareness in realizing what your full potential is and truly the calling on your life. And so her own personal journey led her to publish two um, number one best-selling books on Amazon, which she's going to talk some about today. She has some other things as well that God has laid on her heart, so I'm excited about that. And these two books are When Dreams and Destiny Collide, God is Messaging You, and um, The Ultimate Treasure Hunt, and that's Seven Keys to Unlocking Your Destiny. So really excited to have her talk about this. She's been cited on CBS, Fox News, NBC, and ABC Networks. So she has quite um, an array of information and influence, and so we're excited to have her. She's also a conference speaker. She does therapy groups and women's retreats, so I'm going to make sure that you are able to get her information so you can get a hold of her if you are interested in having that. So thank you, Dr. Becky, for being here with me today. Oh, it's great to be here. I really appreciate it, and I'm excited about these two books. I told you. You know, this, this, I love this title, When Dreams and Destiny Collide. Oh, my goodness. I so know that feeling. You know, God has a plan, right? Oh, yes. A destiny for you. Yes. I have a dream. They may not be the same. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exactly you know? true. It's amazing how that, how that uh, you know, happens, how that works in our lives. And, and that whole trust aspect of really trusting that he knows what he's doing and why he created us and that he's going to have his will be done. That's right. Right. You no, know, it's hard right. to trust that. It's hard sometimes. And it's hard, you know, I know for myself. I've shared my own life story on this show. And, you know, I had this dream. I had this goal. I had this vision of really what I thought I was supposed to do. And it was not what God had planned. Mm. And that constant buffeting, you know, that God is so kind and so gentle to say, no, it's not where we're going. No, it's not where we're going. I have better plans for you, yes. better, you know. And um, it's that relationship peace yes you know yeah, right and that peace that surpasses our understanding absolutely uh, which you know for me i did not like that i really like to understand things i'm like god i really i have all kinds of peace i don't care how bad the information is as long as you just give me the information i'm fine but really god just saying honey 
it's kind of beyond your comprehension. So you need to trust me on this. Yeah, that's a tough one. Well, the beyond the comprehension, Mm -hmm. I would propose is the treasure hunt. Oh, I love it. Talk about that. Explain that. Well, the inner treasures that are Mm -hmm. within us. Well, what can draw them out? A lot of times the Lord will put, well, a lot, uh, most of the time, us through harsh circumstances. Um, to or our, we lead ourselves to harsh circumstances because yes. we're not hearing. Yes, we're allowed into yes. there due yes. to our choices that we make. So what happens is is that as we move in those harsh circumstances, that's the treasure hunt where we get to discover things that we didn't even know or have a clue on. That so, we had. Yes. yes. That God has placed in us that we would have never found. Amen. Yes, Amen. I love that. So we don't have to be intimidated by the hard times or even what we think is right because he made us. I mean, we're our frame is of dust. So, I, you know, I think he knows what he's doing. I mean, there's a practicality there. Exactly. <laughs> you can see I walk through this. It's like my understanding is not going to make it, you know. Isn't that funny? I mean, sometimes I just think I might get too um, practical or too, like, sometimes direct with clients or th- because it's like I've been on this gig so many times. You know, I got the number down. That does not mean I know it, though. I still have to walk it out. I still have to figure it out. I still have to trust. Amen. Amen. And through the trust is where I'll give you a a key right now for unlocking your treasure, your destiny, is gratefulness. Mm, Absolutely. Talk about that. Well, gratefulness, I'll give you a summary. Gratefulness, uh, we move into uh, looking at, we're radical. As Christians, we need to be very radical and, and being grateful. You know, in Psalms one one hundred four verse one, enter your gates with thanksgiving and praise, and being grateful. He wants us to come up there, and the heavens hear us, our prayers, the angelic realm hears, hears us, and oh no, Becky's here. Hold your ears. You know, <laughs> she's complaining again. I'm very very visual. I love that. So um, I I've moved into well, what am I grateful for? I know what I'm not grateful for, but what happens is that your eyes, your spiritual eyes open up. The eyes of your heart open up. You know, I had to get radical um, in my story with Gary and Gary, um, your my husband. husband yes. Um, when he lost, we lost everything. We went through a journey where we were literally in the in the desert. We weren't in the front of the desert. I say we were in the back. The back of the desert way back exactly there was things he was trying to teach us and grow us it wasn't to harm us or to hurt us right but to show us you know i've got greater plans for you believe it or not i truly do and and uh so as we look in gratefulness what happens is our feelings um change um all of a sudden there's a, 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 a grateful spirit and, and a, a grateful heart. And out of that, we make our choices when we're in our desert experiences. And those choices um, create action. Thus, you've got a destiny going with the Lord with a grateful heart. It all unfolds. It's like living yes, waters. Exactly. Movement. Kingdom is movement. When we're moving in the kingdom, Cynthia it's always one after another. What's next? What's next? It's a flowing of the rivers. Well, and I think this idea of gratefulness is one of the most difficult things for us as humans. You know, some of that's our fallen nature that I always, I tell clients frequently that our fallen nature is like gravity. Mm -hmm. You know, it just pulls us down. We have to resist it. And so we are naturally negative and they, you know, all the neuroscience and 
as they study the brain, they know that our brain is hardwired to go toward the negative. Yes. Now, I tell clients, I say part of the reason for that is our brain goes to where the pain is because it wants to fix the pain. And so it's this strange, like, like backwards way, we always know with God, that God's right way is backwards to us, you know? And so God is saying, no, your brain goes to the pain and wants to think about the pain to problem solve the pain, and the pain gets greater and more complicated. Yes. Because then I have more things to tell me why I should be in pain. And I add to it, and it multiplies, and it gets worse, right? Absolutely. Versus God saying, I don't want you to go to the negative. I want you to go to the positive, because I made your brain. I designed your brain. I understand your brain. If you go to the positive, all of a sudden your brain is elevated. Now it does actual problem solving, right? Versus survival Absolutely. problem solving. Yeah, what you're talking is soul versus spirit. Yes. We have a choice. We mm-hmm. can live out of our soul, which is the mind, will, and emotions. That's right. That's or exactly we, right. Yes. Or we can rise above. Rise above mm-hmm. and look into our spirit and join with the Holy Spirit and soar yes because many times once we start being grateful and doesn't mean i mean i I say this to myself and to people i work with all the time i don't have to always be grateful of bad things that are happening to me sometimes i can be if i can be i am but i'm not going to be dishonest no with god and but what happens when i find things to be grateful about i many times end up finding some gratefulness in the circumstance. Exactly. Yeah, it's not about being grateful for having um, a rough time. Right. Um, today, my husband got laid off. That's amazing. It's And huge. I'm here to share about, you know, gratefulness. Now, what's God sharing with me? Well, there's good things ahead, is what he's saying. There's goodness that I'm going to unfold to you and give to you. You know, when I did a conference up in Canada... When I left, he had, you know, was looking for work. It was the same thing. And I think I came back from a conference in Seattle and, you know, we lost our house. But you know what? What we lose is our greater gain. And it's not, again, looking at the harsh circumstance to hurt us. But where are the treasures? Where are things in you? And that's where you come in. Galatians 5, 22, 23. That's right. You get the honor of developing. I call it an honor. See, I've changed my thinking through this. Exactly. Um, To develop the spiritual gifts, you know, within me um, or or the fruits of the Spirit within me. Well, and I think that's what's so important is to be able to say, you know, in that moment where it feels like the hardship occurs, certainly, you know, uh, different times in my life, I may have been in a better space or stronger, and I could thank God for hardship because in my heart— in my soul, in my spirit, I knew always good things come from it. But sometimes I'm tired. I can't thank God for that actual hardship, but I can thank him for other things and know that I can trust him, that whatever that hardship is, it is not meant for my harm, right? It's, not, it's, not, it's meant for my good. Um, absolutely. And that is the choice that you have. Um, and out of that, you get to feel the peace of the yes, Lord. Exactly. Now you've opened up your, the window of your heart to receive the, bre- the sweetness, the, the loving kindness, the gentleness that our Heavenly Father wants to impart with us, into us, as we move forward on that journey. That's the beauty of the desert, the quietness, you know, the contemplative heart. You know, you move into a peace that He's wanting to develop within you so you're not shook and running to and fro. We weren't called to be tossed to and fro by the earth because we interact with heaven. 
and the kingdom is in us. So then we get to discover not only the beauty in us, but also the beauty within the Heavenly Father and how he created each one of you. For each one of you listeners are very unique and very precious. And there's only one of you. So if you're listening today, I just, I just bless you for your uniqueness and for your inner treasures. Well, I think that's wonderful. So I think this idea of hidden treasures and that there are hidden treasures in us that God has put in us as he created our uniqueness. And there are hidden treasures that the world has, you know, that God has created for our good and not for our harm. And so this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as I have um, Dr. Becky Slaba, who is author, best-selling author, conference leader, ordained minister, clinical pastoral uh, doctorate in clinical pastoral counseling. And so I'm so glad she's here. So join us in the next segment. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and you are joining me today on Sunday. So thank you so much for being with me this afternoon. And I have a a new friend, which I'm really excited about meeting her. She is quite an amazing woman. This is Dr. Becky Slaybaugh, and she has created Inner Treasure Ministries. She also does pastoral counseling as a ministry, and um, she has written two best-selling Amazon books, she is also an ordained pastor and a life coach and a cl- clinical pastoral counselor, and she also co-hosts a radio show in Colorado, which I'm going to get to be on, which I'm really excited. I'm from Colorado, so that will be really fun for me. So we were talking in this last segment about this idea about the inner treasures that God has in us and the issue of gratefulness, and the first way to find inner treasures is through gratefulness. So lead us on that path of this whole book, The Ultimate Treasure Hunt, Seven Keys to Unlocking Your Destiny. Well, I, I'd say that on The Ultimate Treasure Hunt, you know, that could, that's gonna, could be in a harsh circumstance. We were talking about that. But that's and where, we were talking about your husband losing his job today. Right, which is interesting how that happens. Of all days. But it's a good day. It is a wonderful thing. I mean, I, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, the other story of me trying to get to the studio. I mean, so <laughs> that's more of a miracle for <laughs> well, you. You're so funny to bring it up. Yes. You had quite some some hardship getting here, right? I prayed my way in. So, um, anybody. But you're here. Yeah. For Phoenix listeners that know me know that directions are, are not at the top of <laughs> I don't do maps. I just go. <laughs> I'm so, saying, Becky, where oh are you? Boy. Where are you? Are yeah. you in the building? Are you out? Are you in the garage? Are you out of the garage? In spirit, in are spirit. You, are you close to Starbucks? Are you no? You're on the other side. Are you at Biltmore? Where are you? <laughs> so we are already yes. experiencing miracles today. Exactly. Hallelujah! We'll just exactly. release them out to Phoenix. Although right. the qualifying factor for a miracle and i will we'll talk about gratefulness but i like that the qualifying factor what is the qualifying factor for a miracle tell me chaos yes craziness beyond your control i love you gotta have that way to look at it equation if you want that well otherwise you don't need one yeah so i'll just be honest i don't really pray a lot for miracles But You're this, hilarious. this was a miracle. I yeah, mean, to you got, yes. walking around, you know, yes. the garage yes. when you know, and you guys, if you could just live that, I mean, it's it was it was quite, you know, the Lord knows what He's doing. So again, we need to trust that, and we just keep moving. 
you know, exactly. we don't stay stuck. And that's part back to gratefulness. Right. That's part of the uh, the flow of the rivers, if you will, the part of, of being grateful. Because what gratefulness does, and again, we're not talking gratefulness for what's wrong. We're looking and we're getting very radical in what's right. You know, when we, Gary and I lost so much um, um, in our desert experience when he was laid off, uh, gosh, back in 08 and the technology, yes. all the tens of thousands. Yes, of tough layoffs. years. Tough years. And, um, you know, we had beautiful homes. We had a condo. We had beautiful cars, world vacations, and we, exper- we had what I call the Job experience. So what is grateful about that? What could you possibly find grateful? Well, here's the deal. I'm going to go back to Galatians 5, 23. Um, Father had things to grow within us and, in deeper ways to show and share with us. I was pretty shook up, but by the time I got out of that experience, um, Father started you know, I realized I had grown to where um, things, I wasn't shook as much. There was a peace that surpassed You're more solid inside. Yeah, the foundation. The foundation grew. And he knew with with me and my husband, we needed that. I mean, we were going great, but he said, I have greater things to show you. So we never want to be intimidated by harsh circumstances because there's always a treasure and there's always, and so it's our choice how we want to see it. We can either see it as an opportunity to grow in the Lord and expand our spirit, or we can expand our soul, our mind, will, and emotions, and get spooked. Well, I'm, I'm kind of, I consider myself... Which is, when you talk about the Job experience, that's what Job's wife did. Yes, yes. Yes. Job expanded spirit, his wife expanded soul. And that's why in the end of the book, we don't even, she's barely even mentioned. Exactly. Well, I'm stubborn enough to know that I just told God, you know, I'm really old, and I don't have energy to do the worry thing or freak. I mean, I, I just can't do that. That's not going to work. So we got to figure out another plan, God. Well, that's when he put me in the back of the desert and set me down and asked me what I was grateful for. So I said, well, I'm grateful for my bed. Don't take my bed away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to get radical, you know, and strategic. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon we were laughing. Gary and I were laughing a lot. Um, in our our journey, um, because we discovered in gratefulness that we really could see things more clearly, and people started coming up to us with worse problems than we had, and we had the honor to minister to them, to love them, to bless them. So we started seeing how God really is watching over us. You know, He really is take He is really developing and growing us, and and. Um, well, I think that, you know, kind what? of what you're talking about when you said that, you know, there's so many good things that you found and, and really in that hardship, I think sometimes what's hard for us is the enemy, you know, the accuser of our soul wants to come in and say, well, you did this and you did yes. that and you shouldn't have done this and why did you do that? And and I think when we get into gratefulness, some of what you really are guiding listeners is in that there's no ability for condemnation when we're in gratefulness. See, if I'm grateful for things that I'm not talking to God about my shoulda, coulda, wouldas, if only then, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not fretting. Now, certainly if there's something to repent for, God is kind and will bring that to us and we repent for it and we move on. But there is not that need for all that self-recrimination that I created the hardship and if, and if I don't know what I did, then I must have deserved it or, yeah. you know, somebody's after me or God doesn't love me. You know, all these things that I know I have felt before. I know what it feels like to feel that way and what I've had to do to work through that so that I see hardship so differently. 
Yes. Now, what you're talking about uh, is guilt versus condemnation. Absolutely. You know, or guilt versus um, conviction, let's mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. So guilt is what you were saying. You know, you, you think about all the what, what ifs and all the regrets. And yeah, there's a grieving process that you go through, a purging process that you go through. A clean, It's cleansing. So with that, um, you know, you can move into guilt. It, what does it produce? More condemnation. Okay, then you've got conviction. You move into the Holy Spirit with, well, I am thankful for you, Lord. I love you, God. I bless you. I thank you that you created me for such a time as this. Not quite sure what it is, but I'm, I'm staying with you. What happens? We start to experience um, the peace and the joy and the comfort. God wants to comfort us. God wants to give us that joy, the, his joy over us, not our joy, but his joy over us. Right. You're not going to get there in your what ifs. Well, and he's greater than any mistake we ever made anyways. And, and we forget about that. We forget that, that, you know, I was talking last week about infidelity. And I said, you have to remember that when God says, I've gone before you and I'll be with you. I will never leave you, never forsake you. That no, nothing we can do shocks and surprises God. No. That he's already been there. He saw it. He made provision for the mistake. So there's no room for condemnation. There's no room for all that self-recrimination. It's, wow, God, I see it. I repent of it. I thank you for your forgiveness, and I'm grateful for then. Here's my gratitude list. And so I think that this, this is, I love this book because it really does do some great focusing and refocusing, you know, and it cuts down a lot of clutter in our life. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment with Dr. Becky Slava, who is really amazing with these two great books that she has. Make sure you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. And you are joining me today with Dr. Becky Slaybaugh. And she has written a phenomenal book, actually two, second volume as well, The Ultimate Treasure Hunt and When Dreams and Destiny Collide. And so we are really addressing this idea of a treasure hunt and the idea that your harshest circumstances unlock your destiny. And you and I know we have seen all these amazing movies. And the movies that are the most compelling are the ones that lead these people through series of hardships and overcoming. And, you know, they find this amazing destiny and they they overcome and they become people they never thought they could be. And so it's kind of just, it's just the human story, right? Mm -hmm. And so this idea about harsh circumstances unlocking our destiny is a great way for us to look at these hardships differently and to make sure that we are, are really lining up our heart, our mind, our body, our soul, our spirit, all of that with God's truth about how much he loves us and is in it with us and has destined us for goodness. Amen. So you were talking about this Galatians 5.22. Yeah. So I think we should read that for people and let them know what that verse truth. is. Yeah. I, okay. Galatians 5.22.23 is the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's a long list. Yes, it is. That's a lot of developing. That's a lot of developing. <laughs> I zip right over there, don't I? I look at that and go, 
Okay. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's a great day. Thank you, know, you, God. And you know what it takes to get that in a person. You know, I mean, we, there are some people that are hardwired nicer than others, but that's a list. I mean, that's a... Yeah. It, it, you know, we hear about spiritual gifts. Yes, and that's an amazing person. Oh, absolutely. That has those. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, Cynthia, we hear about Christians that have these phenomenal gifts, you know, spiritual gifts. Yes, indeed. And it's wonderful. And I bless them. But... You know, that's irrevocable. Right. Right. You know. Uh, but these are virtues, too. These are virtues. That God wants to really put deep in our character. Exactly. He wants that to be our nature. Yes. But when we look at the nature of God, to mm-hmm. me, that is a fun journey. Yes. You know, and I say fun out of gratefulness. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever God wants to do. You right. Know? Exactly. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a you know, and I think that that unfortunately for humans, you know, I'm always telling clients that, you know, we the world, we are upside down, backwards and inside out. And it is, you know, the fall just did way more than we will ever, ever comprehend in terms of of God redoing and undoing and recreating what, you know, and, and the and the the movement that we continue to make in the wrong direction, even our best attempts you know, and so it's this idea of relationship with God, how he actually infuses his character into us, you know, and then the, the uniqueness of how he made us, he cleans it up, yes. you know, and makes it even more effective. Well, you know? he, he, renew, he renews Absolutely. us, he refreshes us, he Absolutely. restores us. So we have a whole new spiritual foundation to work off of. In well, him. yes. And see, if you've ever dealt with someone that has been through a lot of hardship, you get one of two types of persons, you, people. You get the person that is bitter, mean, skeptical, cynical, you know, harsh, negative, you know, a martyr or a cheat, a liar, whatever self-medicating things they need to yeah. do to manage all those life hardships. Or you get this person that is gracious, level, calmer, more mature, easygoing, uncomplicated, Yes. You know, all those things that we really want to work toward that, unfortunately, I've really worked on getting my mind wrapped around the fact that the only way to do that is hardship. Yeah. I wish that God could just give it to me. Right. But my soul can't receive it. No. And so it has to be worked into me. Absolutely. It has to be stirred around and all the different ingredients, you know, which we go back to the fruits of the spirit to just start moving. You know, I had I had this one I gave Mm -hmm. this one lecture and I gave the example of if you've ever seen anybody need bread, it is not a massage. It is a need. I mean, it's hitting it, stretching it, pounding on it, folding it over, pulling it apart. I mean, it is quite a process only to find you get thrown in the oven and baked, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so God is good about not baking us before we're done. Because if you get baked, you can't undo the baking. That's right. So once you're baked, so I'm always saying to clients, listen, if he's still working on you, you're not baked yet. So that's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a really good thing. Amen. Well said. So yeah. I think, so as we're going forward, I really want us to talk in the next segment about this great Christian's greatest battle. Okay. Okay. And I think that would be really helpful for people because I really want them to understand your books and how to get your books. So why don't you tell them how to get your books and how to find you? Okay. Really quick. 
Okay, innertreasuresministries.com. Dr. Becky at innertreasuresministries.com. I love it. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in one more segment with Dr. Becky. Make sure you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com and like my Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Inc. That's I-N-C for Incorporated. Well, thank you for joining me. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I have with me Dr. Becky Slaba today. Slaba, sorry about that. And I want to make sure that if you are not able to listen to the show in its entirety, that you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Also, my Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's INC for Incorporated. We also have Instagram and Twitter and all those fun social media things that you can get involved in that we love it when you're a part of that. And if you need a um, conference uh, speaker, I do seminars, I do conferences, lots of uh, business coaching as well that I do for corporations um, on gender and temperament. So there's lots of things that you can find on the website. So again, that's CynthiaHyatt.com. So Thank you, Dr. Becky, for being here today. Oh, it's an it's honor. It's been to be great. Here. It's just been so fun. And I really am fascinated by these books. And we kind of left off with this idea about hardship. And, you know, it's always hard when we hear that, you know, hardship is the way to peace and serenity. <laughs> no, you know, I wish I had a better party line, but <laughs> yeah. that's the one we got, right? Right. So talk about, you know, what do you think are Christians, what do you, what do you think are their greatest battles? Well, I think the greatest spiritual battle that a Christian is going to face on this earth is knowing how precious they are to God. Oh, my gosh. You hit it right on the head. And nobody talks about that. No. They talk about the greatest battles, and they list all the sins. Yes. Mm -hmm. Your greatest battle is knowing how beloved you are to your Heavenly Father. And once you even get a glimpse of how precious you are to Him who created you, you know, I watch my grandson being knitted um, in, um, by father knitting him in his, in his, as an ultrasound. You know, you have an ultrasound mother's womb. in his yes. mother's womb. And it was amazing. You know, it, it was just uh, amazing to see the love of the father and how he creates us. And his eye is over us as he's knitting us together for the great things that he has for each one of us. Because we're all so unique and we're so loved. God put us on this planet so that we could reflect his love that he placed within us. That's the ultimate treasure hunt. So where we want to find out just how beloved we are. Well, and I think people don't, when they hear that, they kind of can think, well, isn't that a lot of, you know, grandiosity and, you know, how great you think you are. And, and I, th- I think people forget that, you know, I'm always telling clients, people that we're seven years old with God. Because you know, as a clinical person, the whole way the brain works, and up to the age of seven, we're only in the here. We're only in the present, and our imagination is all we have. And we don't mm-hmm. have logic. Mm-hmm. This is why you can't talk a child out of the monster under the bed, right? Mm-hmm. So I always yeah. tell people that you're always seven years with God. That's why you repeat the sin, and he tells you again how much he loves you. That's right. why the Bible tells us repeatedly how much he loves us because we need to keep hearing it, right? Yeah, and he will release it. Like I was, I think, old enough to write when I, mm-hmm. st- when I was just maybe seven years old. Right, right. And I wrote, that's when I started journaling. 
But see, that's where at 7, we cross to the left side. Right. That's when every child says, is there really Santa Claus? Right. Well, I ask, is there really God? Well, exactly. So the point being that if we recognize we are always 7 years old with God and under, and we are so precious to him, and he sees us as a precious child, and that we start to get in the adult part of our brain and question all of that. Yeah. Instead of just accepting and how much you as parents, if you have little kids, how much you love when they feel loved and secure and happy with you and they feel content and peaceful and they trust you. And in the, in the you know, they run to you when you come pick them up. You know, you're the one they want to be with. You're the one they want to trust. You're the one that they love. And it's like that's the relationship God really wants with us. He wants us to just trust him implicitly. Amen. And it's it's beautiful with with when I watch children and in my own life, my first uh, time as far as in seeking out God, where are you? Um, My first memories um, before I was seven, my first memories were my parents. I never remember my parents being married. Right. And so my prayers were uh, um, let dad come home, Mm -hmm. please. Please bring him home. Yes. Those were my prayers. So already in seeing an imperfect world before you were even old enough to logic things out. I went to God yes. because there was no logic in Absolutely. my world. Absolutely, No logic in my world at all. I was um, uh, looking for God because there was no, um, my, my dad wasn't around. My mom was an opera singer. She um, had some serious issues and um, we were left alone, my sister and I. So we had to fend for ourselves. And uh, then you take that. But what happened was, back, I wanted to share to the listeners the good of this, is that I, my relationship with the Lord developed out of that. I didn't have anywhere to go. So when people drop you, whether it be a mom or a dad or a friend, God's there. You just got to make room for it. And I talk about that in my, in my book, how to make room for God rather than making room for, uh, you know, uh, disaster. Or, right, right. Yeah. So I wrote God a letter when I was around seven. I decided I, I'm very practical. So I wrote him a letter. I was in Houston, Texas, and I said, Dear God, I wanted it to rain. Dear God, I would like it to rain. Love, Becky. And I folded it very strategically on the windowsill so that he would see it properly. And, you know, very. Starling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then. The next morning, I got up, and I looked out the window. There was a flood. Now, you'd think, oh, well, gosh, that's exciting. You know, how I did, as a little girl, it didn't even move me. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, of course. I asked him, why wouldn't he? See, isn't that how God wants us to be now still? There you are. There you are. So, again, we're taking things that, you know, God showed me things, revealed things, I'm here. I've never left you. And he will do that. He will come in and invade your and interrupt your uh, traumas or whatever you're going through, you know. Um, So I had to learn how to navigate um, for 18 years of my life, from four to 18 years of life. Never lived in one house, ever. Never, always had different people. So I got really good (laughs) at navigating. But the greater place that God was setting me up for was... Let me show you how to navigate with me, you know. And so talk one, about that. What, what do you mean by that, navigate with God? Well, how to readjust in all the situations that I was in. You have to remember, from four years old to 18, I never had one home. 
and it wasn't it wasn't just moving but it was moving with different people that was the readjustment that I had to make. I think that's a great way to look at it because the navigating with God means that somebody else is navigating and not me. So it means the same way I'm when I'm on an airplane. Exactly. I'm trusting the captain to get us to the destination. I'm just riding on the plane. I'm not necessarily helping him fly it. Exactly. And many times we try to help God a lot. We don't need to do that. No. Actually, it's ironic you said airplane because I was on airplanes all my life. Wow. So yes. uh, back at my mom, my dad was in L.A. and my mom was in Houston. So my airplane was my sanctuary. <laughs> that was a time where I could rest and just it's like, okay, God, what are we doing here? Right. What's up? Right. I'm getting ready for my next house. So what, what, what are we doing? So God oh. went with me in every house and with every circumstance. He was so you're with kind me. Of, you're kind of learning that now with the situation with you and your husband. Always. Yes. It, it, it's gone beyond situations into what, do you, what are you doing now? But it takes developing to grow um, and look for him. And that's where it goes back to making a room for God. You've got to make room for him. So when you talk about hardships and finding your destiny and these gifts, our inner treasures, so... What did you start to find out that God showed you about you that were inner treasures that you had? He showed me that in narrow places, I don't have to be intimidated because there are he's he has made me and assigned me for that, that place and that purpose. So I'm good to go, even though. And and the thing that really was a turning point for me was he said, um, and this is you'll read it in the scriptures. Don't be in awe of man. Be in awe of me. Don't be in awe of your problems. Be in awe of me. I like that. Don't be in awe of your problems. Be in awe of me. I think that's very powerful. Very powerful. We always we forget sometimes that God is bigger than everything. Amen. So what happens when you start putting your eyes upon your creator, your heavenly father, your heart opens up and you gain not only more revelation, but you gain instruction, direction, Places where you never thought was possible starts happening. Well, and just like children, when they're with their parents, don't worry about their circumstances. Amen. Now, some of us have been raised in families where that may not be true. But the concept is when you have a good caregiver, you have a good, solid caregiver as a young person, you don't have to think about whether or not they're handling all the problems. You just want to be with them. Yes. As long as you're with them, you're okay. Yes. Well, what, what, being as curious as I am, um, I would be looking for, it's like, what are we doing here? What's, what, what? Um, but see, that was because you felt secure with God. Absolutely. So you could look past. And so I think that's part of like that idea that if I really see God as the primary caregiver and I really just want to be with him, and if I'm with him, Whatever hardship comes, he's handling that hardship. Yes. It's about relationship. Yes, yes. It's, it's got to be, it's not going to church once a week and going home and then going on about your business and living out of your soul. He wants us living out of his, our spirit. Yes. And so here's, um, here's something I'll, I'll, I'll throw out I love to it. you and, and I the love listeners it. on a prayer. It's Authors okay. Unknown. It's called I Ask. I ask God for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak, then I learned to humbly obey. I asked for health that I might do greater things, and I was given infirmity <laughs> that I might do better things. 
I asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty that I could be wise. I asked for power that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness that I might feel the need of God. I asked for all the things I might enjoy. I'm seeing your, I'm seeing. I love it. I just love that. <laughs> so be careful what you ask for. I, I, I am a real, yes. I'm right. I, I, let me, I'll just finish up here. I asked for all things that I might enjoy life. I was given life that I might enjoy all things. Oh, that's amazing. I got nothing that I asked for, but everything that I hoped for. I love this. Almost despite myself, my unspoken prayers were answered. So this was a very blessed prayer warrior, to say the least. I love that. Well, we have two minutes. What would you like to say to to the listeners in the last minute or so? Well, I want you to know that if you're in a battle or if you're in a hard time, I want you to realize that God is real. And I know that that's, could be hard to hear. But if you're hearing this, this broadcast, there's a reason why you're hearing it. Because it seems like you've heard part of my story. And, and um, everything you go through, you are prepared to do it. So don't be fooled by the enemy. Don't be fooled that you're a failure or you don't have, you're not good enough or condemnation. That's not going to bring you to your true inner treasures. Because there's moving treasures inside of you that want to come out and, and be released to the earth. So I just bless you guys for um, having guts and, I, I just, and encouragement, you know, um, and boldness and knowing if you're here and you can hear me, you, ha- you are unique and you have a purpose and God has a plan for you in that purpose. And I bless you. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad you were with us today. I just think that... You know, we really need to be reminded of that. And, and we hear it, but sometimes it doesn't sink in. And so, listeners, I'm hoping today that some of this sunk into your heart, into your gut, into your soul, into your mind, in your heart to know how deeply loved you are, how wanted you are by God. How, and regardless of circumstances and any mistakes or sins or whatever is going on in your life, that that does not ever change his commitment to you or his love for you. It's so deep. It's so wide. It's all-encompassing. And that sometimes it's hard to believe that. So today, if you cannot believe that, you can borrow those feelings from Dr. Becky and I because we believe it. Have a blessed Sunday. Remember to check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. It is brand new. We launched it uh, two weeks ago. And make sure you visit the uh, uh, Facebook page at Cynthia Hyde Inc. That's INC for Incorporated. ...isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program... You can hear a replay at any time at faithtalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.